So, Dizzle Vibe Drop, episode 94, 94, baby. And 94 brings one of the rising content creators in the tech space, the loud, opinionated, hard hitting Tech 702. And coming up on Vibe Drop, which starts now. your boy Viper, the man about tech, and welcome back to another episode of Viper Drive. This is the podcast about tech, hosted by the man about tech, and about the grace of women's presence in a minute is rising tech content creator, the hard-hitting, loud, opinionated, fighting, firefighting tech creator, Tech702 is in the building. What's up, Mike? How you doing? What's up, brother? What's up? Thanks for having me. No doubt, man. Thank you for joining me tonight. I appreciate your time, bro. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Appreciate it. So let's get this party started right off the jump. First question I'll ask every first-time guest that comes to the podcast. Mike, what brought you to YouTube? YouTube, man. Man, it's wild out here in these YouTube streets, right? So I've been lurking for years. Obviously, I'm an OG on, on sucking up that content, and I realize... I got love for so many creators watching all these dudes doing the right things, making moves. But I'm like, sometimes I feel like they can't say stuff they want to say, but I could say it. <laughs> so, so I'm out here and I'm like, let me make some videos. I know what I'm talking about. I'm an IT guy. I'm a computer guy. So my expertise, like my certified expertise is computers and networks. But uh, obviously I'm a, a phone enthusiast. I'm a gamer enthusiast, stuff like that. So I'm like, let me speak on some of this stuff. So I'm like, I'm going to go make a YouTube channel. Uh, let me tell you people something. It's not that easy. <laughs> <laughs> Just because you know what the hell, you might like tech, you might be all up in it, but making a video and, and making it matter or useful, completely damn different than just you know having an opinion and know what you're talking about. It's different having a beer and talking about something or teaching your mama versus trying to make a video that's worth something. Yep. Yeah, like you said, it's not it's not easy. Like a lot of people just watch what, you, what, what we uh, do and they think we they literally think, Mike, that we just turn on the camera and hit upload and then that's it. But there is so much more that goes into it, as you know. Absolutely. I don't I'm not even on that level yet. Not even like you said, I'm up and I'm trying to make moves. I'm trying to learn every week. I'm trying to copy that. You got to pay homage to the people that came before you learn from their mistakes, learn from their hard knocks and try to make it pay off. So I'm trying to jump ahead by doing what they can. But at some point, your skill cap is your bottleneck. And there ain't no way to get around the skill cap but to put in your time. Facts. You ain't never lied, man. If you don't put in the time, you can't. That's the only way that we get better at anything. Making mm -hmm. video, being better at your job, being better at life. You got to put in the time. You got you to gotta get that grind on. You got to get that training done, man. You got to level up. And yeah. the only way you level up is if you put in work. There ain't no way around it, man. I've been watching guys like uh, oh, I see front page tech just threw you some cash. But John Prosser has been like one of my heroes because I've been following Prosser for like over two years. And everybody's on his stuff now because he's Apple leaker. No, John Prosser ain't an Apple leaker. That's like a cool thing he does. Right. But John Prosser's paid his damn dues. No trust doubt. that. Trust that. I've been following through multiple theme musics, through multiple where they're like <laughs> he would he would make episodes and come on and be like, why am I even doing this? 
but the dude has paid his dues. So you literally have to have that work ethic where you kind of enjoy it and you might have a screw loose to keep going <laughs> through all the hating and all the stuff to keep to keep moving. That's a fact. Yeah, you are you definitely gotta have thick skin to do the uh gig for real. So as I look through your catalog of content, I can't really get on you too much because you've only been doing video for five months, unless you've been hiding some video from me. I don't know. But no, and two months, two months I was uh on COVID special schedule because I am a firefighter and we went to a special schedule where I basically had no time to create anything. So okay. doing my thing. All <laughs> right. So the way I'm, where I'm going with this is I see you've been doing video for about five months or so, but I'm looking at your content and it's like all over the place. But again, I can't really get on you too much because you just started. So you don't really know what you want to do. So my I don't question, have a niche. <laughs> that, okay. And that's where I'm going. So my question to you, Mike, is out of all the content that you've done so far, what is like your favorite area of content that you've done that you think you might want to uh, drill down to? Or are you going to be a rebel and just not drill down and just do everything? <laughs> Well, there's so there's three factors to consider, and this goes out to anybody out there that's watching this. Not that I'm an expert, but this I'm a I'm a regular dude. So if you're a regular person and you're interested in making content, let me give you some advice. There's three things you got to consider. So the first thing is, what do I want to do? What's my passion? Well, my passion is what pretty much every damn person's already doing. I love cell phones. I love computers. Am I going to make a Jonathan Morrison video better than he does? Am I going to do a Rettinger video better than he does? You know what I mean? Probably right. not. Then the second thing you look at is what can I win at? So for me, if I wanted to be super successful, I'd probably niche down to safety, surveillance, things that I know about, right? The tech side of what am I an expert in? Right. Maybe, you know, home, uh, car, stuff like that. I could probably be super successful. But then there's the third tier of that is what gets clicks, <laughs> <laughs> and this is the thing that it's a balance and people I've, I've joked about it. I'm totally joking, but I always troll on Twitter about how everybody's making a switching video or everybody's making this video. Well, here's the fact people, if anybody's putting in their time, like I spend money, most people spend money to make these channels. We're not just getting balled out unless you're like MKBHD who put in a decade and earn his keep. Most people are spending money or breaking even just to make their channel because they enjoy it. So you have to balance. What are you going to do? What are you going to niche? For me, I would probably either go the safety route or the Google route. And that's not because I'm a Google fanboy, but because it's underrepresented and I want to create content that's not being represented. I'm not going to go make Apple content because I mean, I'll cover stuff. You've seen, I do a couple Apple pencils. I'll do the phones, but that's kind of like everybody's required to, but I'm never going to, make my name by doing Apple content because I will never do it as good as the Renee Richies and people like that. So you got to get in where you fit in and try to balance. I think Sarah Dietschy says, you know, make one for you, one for them. And I think that's the best advice possible. That is solid advice, man. That is solid advice. Like I said, you gotta, you gotta find out what market area is underserved on YouTube and then try to fit in. Now you said uh, the two things that you were that you might focus on is safety and far as tech go, tech related safety items and Google. Now, yeah. obviously, when you say Google, you're not talking about Android per se. So, what are you talking about when you say Google? So, with Google right now, I feel like they're kind of the uh, whipping post. Maybe you know things go in cycles. Right now, Google and Android are getting whooped pretty bad. You know, the S20 Ultra was kind of a flop. The Google Pixel's been kind of a flop. They get they get whipped on. But then because of that, and the fact that Google is an ad company first, right? No, mis no mistake about it. That's how they don't, the pixel isn't their front line of, 
of defense for profits and stuff like that. However, people like to beat them up and there's a lot of things that are missed. Like Zach talks tech, he's in the chat. So I'm going to point you out. Uh, he was talking about, you know, their, their home system that he used for their mesh network system. There are some excellent Google products out there that sometimes people omit. And I don't feel like they're fairly covered because sometimes it's just cool to say I'm Apple because Apple does get the hits. It gets the hits on the SEO, the search content, stuff like that. So I would like to expand. I think what I did on the advice of Roberto Blake, he said, make a hundred videos, just make them and you'll learn something. So I'm right. on like 26 right now. I'm going to make, I have 50. I'm going to make my 50 videos that are just things I wanted to make things about my car, the Las Vegas strip, the, you know, whatever it is that I have in my list. But then when I niche down, I see a future and both highlighting safety, home safety products, because I'm an expert in it, as well as the Google niche only because of the fact that it's underrepresented. And I think I can give it a more balanced light than it's being given right now. That is pretty crazy to hear you say that, that you feel like Google is underrepresented. But I kind of agree with you because there are a lot. There are a truckload of Android channels on YouTube. But like you said, nobody really focuses just on Google and what they're doing as a whole too much. So that could definitely be an area that you could take advantage of, knowing that as far as Google themselves go, there's not too many Google channels on, on YouTube, which is kind of ironic given that they own YouTube, but right? <laughs> there, there's not many channels just concentrating on what Google as a company as a whole is doing. So that would be definitely a good area for you to like experiment with and find out if there is an audience for that, which I'm sure there is given how big Google is at the company. And the plus side is I'm not doing this as a job. I have, I have no anticipation to, to make a video two years from now. I'm doing this full time. I love my job. I love being a fireman. And this is just a hobby of mine, but it's a way for me to be more engaged in the community at some point, hopefully have enough clout to give feedback to companies or at least be respected. And for me, that's what it's all about. I'll, I, if I could get to where I'm not spending so much money, that would be <laughs> great. But <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to do this as a career. It's just, it's, it's enjoyable. Hey, nothing wrong with that, man. As long as you know what you want to do and why you're doing what you're doing. I mean, that's a good thing. That's a good area to be at. I think a lot of people start making video for the wrong reasons and then they figure out that this is, this is not easy. It's a grind. And then they get burnt <laughs> out because they weren't, they didn't realize how much work you have to put into actually maintaining a YouTube channel. So I think it's pretty good that you understand that, you know what, this is a hobby for me. This is not something that I'm trying to go full time on. So if you treat it like a hobby and just have fun with it and you'll get good results out of it. Absolutely. I think that's the biggest mistake. And I know you caught my video a couple of weeks ago when you invited me on and I'll reiterate it here. Anybody in chat or anything, you don't just make a video and make money. First of all, you got to get to a thousand subs, which nowadays is a grind. Hmm. Um, but the other thing is stop reaching your hand out, give something to get something. If you have, so I don't have a channel. I don't have production. I basically have nothing, but I'm a, like, I'm a chill dude. So if you want to get something out of a big creator, you have to give them value somehow. Maybe that's just retweeting their content, helping them advertise their brand. But if you don't have something to give, don't put your hand out. That's just embarrassing. And we all see it. I always say I hate when people come into my Twitter DMs and I've never seen or heard from them before in my life. And that's the first time I hear from them when they come into my Twitter DMs like, Viper, can I get on your live? Can I get on your show? I'm like, who are you? Where did you come from? Like, why were why would I let you on my show if I, this is the first time that I'm seeing you? You haven't supported any of my content yep. like ever, but you want to be on my show. Like, that's just not cool. Like, I don't act a lot from people, but 
don't come into my Twitter DMs unless I've actually seen your face in my comment section in my live streams. I mean, I'm on YouTube a lot, so I'm not hard to miss. So if you come into my Twitter DMs and that's the first time I've ever seen your face or your name, that's a problem for me. I don't I don't like that. I always tell people if you're in a bag, stick to the Cash App Twitter hashtag. Don't come to don't come to YouTube with that mess. Mm-hmm, man, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. And the funny thing about you is that I remember, I remember, man, um, you've been supporting me for a while now, but our biggest things have been on Twitter. I cannot tell you how many times I've seen you disagree with something I tweeted with. Like my, my whole thing with you is like every time I say something on Twitter, I got this might do like this. You're like, oh, this why do you always disagree with me? Well, here's but, a fun fact. Here's a fun <laughs> fact. Zach Talks Tech muted me. And we're like best, <laughs> we're best friends right now. And Zach Talks Tech, before we met up and like became friends, he actually muted me because he's like, every time I type something, you freaking argue with me. What the hell is wrong with you? I'm like, I'm I'm not just gonna disagree, but I'll show you why. If you don't want to hear it, then we can go there. But yeah, that's a fun fact. No, but 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 that's that's a cool, that's it's cool though. Like like certain creators wouldn't be able to handle that, like because they don't like being challenged. But you know yep. what? I don't mind somebody disagreeing with me as long as you give me some logical rationale for why you feel like why, why you feel differently than what I do. I mean, I have people that come into my comments sometimes and they they disagree, and they they're not negative or snarky about it. They're just they're like, dude, um, no, um, you need to look at it from this way. And I respect that. I can have a dialogue. I can have a conversation if we can't agree on something. If you show me a logical or rational alternate scenario then I'll listen to you. I'll, I'll reach out and talk to you. But I think a lot of people on these platforms, especially given the fact that they have the power of, power of anonymity with the internet, they want to disagree. They want to be snarky. They want to be negative. They want to they troll. And they think they, they're going to get your attention. And you're not going to get mine doing that crap. So it's just, it's all, well, it's all about being respectful. And I would imagine, like, I don't know, what are you at? 4,000 subs? Close to that now? Almost, yeah. I, yeah, I would imagine. I you know, obviously I don't have that problem because no one cares about me, but, um, I imagine once you get a few thousand people chiming in that it's probably exhausting to have to defend yourself. <laughs> like you, you must get to the point where it's like, okay, here, I'm telling you why I'm literally making a video on the product so you can see why. And now you're telling me how, what we all saw in my video and my opinion is wrong. And you want to troll me on it. Kick rocks. Like I put in way too much damn work. So that's why people go to the mute button. I'm hoping for a troll. Cause for me, when you only have like a hundred or 200 subs, it's like a troll means I made it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, come at me, bro. Like I'm ready. Right. <laughs> that's success well, to me as a troll. Right. Well, luckily I don't really have too many troll comments personally. I mean, I do have people sometimes that like that provide an alternate point of view for me. And we have a discussion about that and things of that nature. But as far as troll go, um, I don't really have too many of those, thank God. I mean, sometimes in the lodging, I get a troll or two, but nothing major. But I mean, that's the other thing about being an online content uh, online content creator. If you decide to do this and put yourself in the public eye like that, you better be ready for all types of trolls to come your way because yeah, that, that's that part of the job description, baby. You got to have thick skin to do what we do because if you don't, they will eat you alive. Yeah, even in casual lives, like I, I caught you on Jason's PhD the other night, and there's people to say some outrageous stuff, which are clearly over the line, mm-hmm. and those guys get hopefully canceled. El Jefe, shout out to you because he is the head of security. He rocks that stuff. But yeah, um, when when you casually show up, I it hasn't happened a lot, but there's a couple times where I'll make a comment and be like, wait a second, were you the guy that said iPhone sucks? 
And he'll like pull a 30 second clip that I made on an iPhone from 10 videos ago. And I'm like, wait, did I say that sucks? I don't like, <laughs> and so you get called on, you know, eventually you'll have a catalog like yourself of a few hundred videos. And I'm like, Oh God, I got to be responsible for everything I say. <laughs> all right. So speaking on disagreement with me and you have had, and there have been many, I can't remember all of them, but there have been many, but one of the more recent disagreement with me and you had was CES. Um, mm -hmm. I said that there will not be a CES 2021. However, Mike being from Las Vegas and being on the ground there, it was just recently announced by CES that there will be indeed be a CES 2021. Mm -hmm. Now, I think Las Vegas is pretty much back open as far as I know, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, we're, we're on the uh, the social distance programming, but I'll tell you, right. I've been I've been all around the city. People don't care. It's open. No, Pretty <laughs> much the only ones wearing masks are elderly going to Walmart. Everybody at the bars, the casinos, everything else, it's like before. Now, that, I find that interesting because and a lot of businesses around here, they won't let you in unless you're wearing a mask. But I guess that's not such a thing in Las Vegas. The only, the only place that they force you to wear a mask right now that I'm aware of, so Vegas people, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, when you go to get a haircut or something with cosmetology, they've been requiring masks. Mm -hmm. But as far as drinking, partying, liaison, whatever, everything else, it's been like pretty much free for all. Okay, so getting to where I was going with this, there will be a CES 2021. But Mike, we are still smack dab in the middle of this pandemic. And even if we're on the other side by January of next year, mm -hmm. do you really believe that CES 2021 will be what it was last year, even anything remotely close? It'll be different. And here's the thing. It's going to be ultimately decided by the companies, the mm -hmm. brands. Yep. Because I'm going to go. I know a bunch of people will go and you might say you you're not going to go right now, but I guarantee if all the companies show, you'll show. And this is why, hear me out, hear out my, my flawed logic. So by January, that's six months from now, right. everybody's mobbing around and be, whether it's a protest, right. By the hundred thousand, whether it's Vegas, people are already mobbing out right now without giving an F, you know what I'm saying? And they're not taking precautions. So my theory is either, it's seasonal, right? And it's going to do what it's going to do. We'll get herd immunity, which is probably going to happen pretty damn fast based on how careless people are being, or there'll be a vaccine. And regardless of those three attributes, there will still be precautions taken to try to drive the visible safeness of CES, right? There will be masks available. There'll be gloves available. They'll probably put the limit levels of, uh, progression of walking through certain exhibits and the people that are excellent at what they do, meaning good media members, good YouTubers will still get their private hands on stuff to ensure they're comfortable with doing it. So I think a lot of the big guys will still go and they'll still cover it in that fashion. Now, if Samsung comes out and says, we're not doing this. If Sony comes out and says, we're not doing this. If Tesla, if BMW, like the mainstays, the CES, if they all come out and say, no, it's too soon then yeah, it's going to suck and no one's going to go. But if they don't, I think it'll be okay. That is interesting. And I kind of <laughs> agree with your flow a little bit. I do believe, like you say, if most of the big brands do decide to show up, that that might be good for turnout. But I, I don't think most of them are going to show up this year. I think it's still going to be a little bit too soon. But I I, th I think it's interesting that you say that a lot of the big creators will, will still show up because I don't think they are. I know Marquez said he's not. I know... A lot of people that go normally on a regular basis, they're pretty apprehensive about a CES even being done next year. So 
I don't know if uh, many of your big time YouTubers are going to be at CES 2021, even if all of the brands show up. And I don't think most of the big brands are going to show up either. I mean, I could be wrong, but like I said, we are still in the middle of this thing and we don't know when the end is going to be coming. And like you said, that's six months away. We're still in the middle of the pandemic right now, even though most of the country is reopening per se. But like you said, it's reopening with caution. And now you're talking about having a mass gathering. And the funny thing, Mike, is that CES was kind of looked down upon before the pandemic for, for a, a, a place where people would get sick. I mean, there's a such thing as the CES flu. And yep. that was before the pandemic. So now you throw the pandemic in there and then you introduce CES yeah. 2021. So it was already called the CES flu before the pandemic. Now you got the pandemic. And I don't know if you're aware but a lot of people think that CES 2020 was the epicenter of the current pandemic or one of the catalysts to it spreading here in the U.S. So I don't know, it's, Mike. I, it's crazy. It's, it's possible, but I would just point to this. Las Vegas was one of the last areas in the country to have infection. Myself and many of the locals here attended CES. None of us had an outbreak afterwards. So it's fine to make that. It, it's logical, right, to say we had people from all the world, especially a lot of the exhibitors are from China so to speak. So it would make sense in a logical argument that that would be true. However, we didn't see that here in Vegas. So Las Vegas was one of the last places to have an outbreak. And it's still, even by national standards, pretty small. And it's already on the way down. So I don't know that that's necessarily like the epicenter or saying something like that. I think, and this is just personal opinion, no data to other than the fact of population and demographics, I think places like Seattle, Los Angeles, and San Francisco, because of the ports of entry for Chinese travelers, probably, and also New York City, probably exhibited more introductions of the virus than CS. I have no facts to back that up, but just based on the fact our infection rates were so low compared to some of these other major cities that did not have major events. Very interesting. Very interesting indeed. I don't know. Um, like I said, right now, there's no vaccine. Obviously, a lot of the comp uh, country is still reopening at a, in phases. They're not reopening right off the bat, but they're reopening in phases. But mm -hmm. you're talking about a massive gathering just six months away at CES 2020. I, I, just, I just don't see a lot of people showing up. But I, like I said, you never know. It's like you said earlier, a lot of people are like out and about now. Like you said, they don't care. I think people are tired of being cooped up in the house. They're just over and they, just, they don't care. Yeah, they're over it. Have you ever been to Vegas at all? Uh, once. Did you party? You go to the pool? Anything like that? Uh, I went to the casino. Well, <laughs> I went to the casino. Yep. The Vegas pools are probably the dangerous, most dangerous thing you could go in. <laughs> Just a little advice. <laughs> mm -hmm. I bet. I I bet. I wouldn't. You probably have more chance of getting sick from a Vegas pool than just about any other contact in Las Vegas, and that includes enter evening activities. All right, so I want to so piggybacking off of this CEX and Vegas being reopened in conversation. You had talked to me in, in my uh, Twitter DMs about something that I find very interesting. With the most of the country reopening, a lot of businesses are requiring uh, potential customers to get their temperature checked. However, you told me in the Twitter DM that Vegas is doing thermal scanning on customers. So talk yes. about that. What? How, how does that work? So infrared scanning just like you see if you've ever seen military videos or police helicopter videos they use thermography okay so basically that's just an infrared camera that measures heat off of a background and so there's multi-levels to this also it's important to know there's a, a bunch of companies right now vying to get these contracts so all it means is they have cameras so right like right now if you look on youtube or twitter there's videos of people you know putting the little thermal forehead thermometer 
what they have the ability to do is use a camera that can read your temperature at a distance. And I've heard, I'll just put a couple arguments to bed for the conspiracy theorists and the naysayers. Um, Yes, it is very hot in Las Vegas. We get up to 120 degrees in the summer. That is not in play because when you come inside, there's two things working here. First of all, your skin is not 98.6 degrees all the time. In fact, outside of your forehead, most of your, most of your skin is going to be at about 75 degrees topically. Why do you think it's comfortable for you to be at 75 degree temperature in your house, right? That's what feels good. So what thermography does though, is it's able to, if the skin is thin enough, like a forehead or the back of a hand, it's able to look through that and read the temperature. Now that temperature is not ever going to be 98.6. So what they do is they calibrate it. They take the ambient temperature outside versus whatever that camera acuity is. And they make an adjustment to try to get an accurate reading of when somebody has an elevated temperature reading. And that is what will alert people. Now, the interesting thing is what it seems they're doing here in Las Vegas, at least. And I'm sure Las Vegas has a lot of tours and guests. So I'm, I'm kind of thinking we'll take the lead on this for everywhere in America. But what they're doing is they're doing a remote viewing. And then if you spike, if you come up high, they're going to have like a concierge come up to you and be like, hey, come to our waiting room where we can give you a drink or check you for infectious disease or both like, <laughs> you know, kind of like that. So I don't know what the play is when people are elevated, but the technology is sound. You know, I use it, for, we use it for firefighting. We use it to find people or sources of heat in a building. Like if I smell smoke, if you have a building, you smell like an electrical smoke. We go in there, I can look right through the wall and I can mm-hmm. find where that source of heat is. So it's the same principle. We're just using it on people as kind of like a triage, because if you have, a hundred people every five minutes coming in a door, you need to be able to be like, all right, who's the threat. And they use the same thing for finding weapons and stuff like that. But that's a whole nother story. All right. So fun fact. Um, I am actually aware of the whole thermal imaging thing because I watch Chicago fire. I'm curious, <laughs> Mike, have you ever watched Chicago fire? I have not. Oh man. Damn. So I can't ask you if the stuff of Chicago fire. Is I can't watch. I can't watch movies and every firefighter and cop will tell you this. We can't watch EMS shows. Because you'll get to that point where you're just like, you know, <laughs> they're going to start shocking asystole rhythms. They're going to start doing stuff that you just give up on. But oh. no, I haven't seen it. But if you have a specific question, maybe I can shine a light on it. I don't know. No, I, I wasn't going to ask you how realistic Chicago Fire is. I mean, it looks pretty realistic <laughs> to me, but I mean, obviously, it's TV, so I'm pretty sure they embellish on some of the things that they do on the show. But I'll just tell you this and, and all of the uh, EMS shows. I mean, I'm married now, but in my single days, I never got the amount of chicks. <laughs> like, I mean, I know I'm I'm swimming upstream with red hair, but uh, it's been it's been a rough road. I had to find someone I could trick into marrying me, so it's not it's not that easy. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of those TV things, right? Okay. Yes, exactly, okay. no doubt. Shout out to those of y'all listening on audio only this week. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast again. With me and my man Tech702 tonight. I appreciate you guys rocking out each and every week on the audio version. Also, if you want to support the podcast in any way monetarily, there will be links in the show notes for you to do that. Not required, but anything that you would be willing to donate would be greatly appreciated. Also, if you happen to be listening on Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving a rating or review as it helps more people discover Vibe Drive. And we want more people to discover the podcast. So thank you guys for rocking out on audio each and every time I upload a podcast episode. 
So, Mike, I want to talk to you about the headset that you are currently wearing on your head. For those of y'all listening on audio only, he is wearing the Soundcore Q10 headphones, which I recently brought not one but two pairs myself because I brought the red and black ones, which Mike is wearing tonight on the podcast. But after I brought the red and black ones, they recently released a new color. They released all black. And y'all know how I love all black everything. So I went out and I brought the all black. Now, some, most people are probably, Viper, you're crazy. Why you buy two sets of the same headphones? Number one, they are good as hell. And number two, they're only 40 bucks. So between them being good as hell and them being 40 bucks, it wasn't a big deal to me. But Mike, what are your what has your experience been with the Q10? They're ridiculous. So I'm not audio. Guy. There's two things I don't do in tech. And when you see my videos, I'll, I'll be playing in front with you. I'll review it, but it's coming from a place where I'm not an audiophile and I'm not a camera guy. Those are the two things I don't know. I know computers, gaming, network, that kind of stuff. So that being said, I know what sounds good and what sounds like crap. I've never owned a wireless head, you know, headset. I've always done the earbuds. Okay. When I, <clears throat> so I watched Jeff, Miss El Jefe, shout out to you. I saw his stuff, and then my buddy Chris, battery powered from the the show I do. Uh, he hit me up and he's like, "Dude, you got to buy these. I get, you can get them for like thirty bucks today." And I'm like, "What are they?" He goes. Their wireless headset and i'm like well, whatever i got like five sets of headbuds he's like just buy them so i bought them holy crap <laughs> like yeah. i would not have guessed these things were 30 or 40 bucks i got them so for starters i've had these for almost two months i've charged them once <laughs> right one, one time i plugged these damn things in if you turn them all the way up and put if you have like apple music and you can mess with the eq if you go to rock or rap and you select that eq the movement in your ears tickles the same way when you're in a car with like 12s in a trunk and i'm not fronting it literally sounds like that now is it crazy loud no but it hits you get response it bluetooth i can see my power levels i got an ipad in front of me i got my phone over here it automatically syncs with my samsung or my iphone and shows where the battery's at and i'm super impressed with this it's my first one but comparatively the earbuds and everything else, I'm like, holy crap, like 30 bucks. It's ridiculous. It really is. Like I'm on board. Like I said, I have two pairs of them. I, I, I completely co-sign everything that you just said. I binge watched seven seasons of Buffy the Vampire Slayer with the q I can definitely co-sign that they are amazing. Like the value and the level of audio that you get out of a set of $40 headphones, like the q is just, it's unheard of. It, they're, they're that good. They're amazing. I have Beats. I have Beats earbuds. Now, granted, they're earbuds, so they don't have a woofer in them. But I have two hundred dollar Beats that don't touch this, mm -mm. and so it's like, and they're not as comfortable because it goes in your ear. That's good for like workouts or you're moving around. And you don't want stuff to hit your head. But if you're chilling, if you're posted up on a plane, a bus, a car, dude, buy these damn things. Throw an affiliate link if you got one, or go to El Jefe's if you don't. But it's it's dope. These things are awesome. Yeah, if El Jefe has an affiliate link on deck, I don't have one for these, but if El Jefe has this, he could throw his in the, uh, in the chat since he's the mod, he could do all that. But just so you guys on YouTube know I'm not messing around, yeah, your boy Viper's not messing around. I got I got both of them here. I got the red and black ones right here, and we got the all black right Oh, no, that's the red and black right there. Got the all black right there. I don't mess around. Y'all know me. I love good headphones, and these are damn good headphones. And the right. connection, like I said, the battery is the big thing. Like, you could take these on a weekend trip almost. I've they've never died. I just charged them once because I'm like I used them for like three weeks and I'm like I should probably just charge them. And they're USB C, 
Yeah. So, so what pretty much everything else you use besides an iPhone will charge it also on the road. It's pretty dope. We are talking about 60 hours, six zero hours of battery life. It's insane. I haven't hit the end of it. <laughs> I've never hit the end of it. I just not, charge because. <laughs> and not only are they 60 hours of battery life, if you charge them for five minutes, you get five hours of battery life, dude. That, that's craziness. No, I'm very satisfied as my first over-the-air wireless purchase. They they surpass, you know, I got a bunch of, I got tons of stuff that's wired, tons. Mm-hmm. And it's great for gaming and all that, but for just chilling out, this haven't found anything close to it. Absolutely. Like I said, I've been sitting on my couch for the past week or so, binge watching Buffy with my Q10s. Not a can in the world. Love them. Love them. No doubt. No doubt, man. No doubt. So, iOS versus Android. I know you just mentioned you have a couple of Apple devices. So, do you have a preference, iOS or Android, or you are you not even about to take? <laughs> are you not even about to mess with this? <laughs> no, I, I, I actually, I jump at the opportunity. <laughs> so, uh-huh. and and all of my subgroups for tech and non-tech friends, we literally debate this. I have probably six group texts right now about this, debating it all the time. And the funny part here's where I'm at. I'm not an Apple sheep. I'm not a Samsung knight. But here's where I find myself. So all of the groups I'm in where they hate Apple, they're just like, Apple sucks. There's no multitask, whatever. I find myself defending Apple. And in every group I'm in where everybody loves Apple and iMessage, I'm like, Apple sucks. Can't do that. You know what I mean? So right. I find myself fight. I just like to fight, I guess. Uh, that's <laughs> That's my thing. But the reality is this. As a creator, and I've admitted this many times on my own streams, uh, just purely creator, Apple wins because the ability to have that no issue, I can take whatever I'm working on and send it to the other Apple device, you're good. However, that requires that you are fully invested. It's all Apple or nothing. If you have one Apple product, it it kind of doesn't flow right. You know what I'm saying? So you run into file transfer issues, stuff like that. I prefer Android. If like if it's the end of the world, you said pick one phone and that's your only phone. I have to go with the Note, and that's simply because of the fact of the options, right? I can mm-hmm. go anywhere in the world. I flew to Israel last summer. I brought a Google Pixel with me. My wife brought her iPhone 10s. Her 10s was dead in the water unless she could plug it in. I was I, and these phones in another country, brands I've never seen in my life, right? Never been to Israel, middle other other military, never been to Middle East. And I'm able to screen share with anything I've come across with my Pixel. I'm able to find USB-C in every mall, every everywhere I went. With her phone, if you don't have lightning, if it doesn't play nice with AirPlay, you're dead. Yep. And so if you go, you have to go all Apple or, or not at all. Now, I'm really looking forward to the Fold 2. And that's probably going to be, even without the stylus, I heard the bad news. That's probably going to be my main phone. But you have to have an iPhone if you're a tech if you're a tech enthusiast. It's required because you have to be able to balance it. You got to be able yep. to see what you're missing, and you got to be able to do the things that Android can't do and do it in a clean way. So that's if that makes sense. That's the best I can explain that. No, no, that's that's the perfect <clears throat> explanation. I, I have said on multiple occasions if you're going to be a tech creator covering mobile devices on YouTube, if you, even if you don't have an iPhone, you got to have some experience with iPhone and iOS, or even if you don't have an Android. You need to have some experience with Android and the Android operating system. Otherwise, how can you talk about both if you never experience one or the other? Because it doesn't work. How many times have you been in an argument with somebody? And this happens all the time on Twitter. I, I'm like, I'm not going to argue. I'm not. I got to type something. And, <laughs> and 
they start calling Samsung One UI TouchWiz. Oh, dude! Talking about how it lags, and I'm like, right, right away, you're out of the, you're out of the conversation because you're not even using the proper vernacular to have a, a an educated discussion on what we're debating. The same way when somebody talks about the iPhone and how their camera is lacking this or that, I'm like, you clearly don't have a pro because the iPhone pro camera is amazing. Uh So it's got to be both ways, people. Open your minds, (laughs) open your hearts, let Android and Apple coexist. (laughs) That man said, if you call Samsung One UI TouchWiz, you are lacking the proper vernacular to have a conversation like, damn. The shots that are being fired right now. Woo! I love it. I love it. <laughs> That's just but it's, a truth, it's, it's a true story, man. It's a true story. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times people try to like like try to pop off about stuff and they don't even have the proper background to pop off at you. Oh man, it's 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 it's, it's foolishness. It's absolutely Chris, foolishness. Chris told me the other day, he's like, Hey, he was giving I just ordered a badass laptop from Dell. It's super delayed, so I'm pissed about that. But I just ordered like top shelf cross the line PC laptop. Ooh. And he was joking about the specs, saying that's enough to hibernate Windows. And I'm like, hibernate hasn't been a function since Windows 8. <laughs> He's like, what? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, welcome to four years ago. Because <laughs> oh, you're man. such a Windows hater, you don't even know what Windows is doing right now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hibernate. What, hibernate. What are you talking about? Oh, my goodness. Sorry, Chris. Uh, had to take a shot, bro. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Just, just savagely out here. <laughs> So what is your um you said you have a you said you have both an iPhone and an Android. So what, what phones are you rocking right now? So I just sold the note. I had a Note 10 Plus, which I've used forever. And the reason I sold it is because there's financial decisions that go along with changing phones. So I wanted to get the maximum I could. So I sold the Note 10. And I've complained to you see Michael Pepper there in chat and a couple others. I've been complaining to them every day since that I miss my multitasking. I miss having, because iPhone lovers that have never used Android, imagine this, just close your eyes and imagine. <laughs> you open your phone, you turn on the Vipe drive, you're listening to Viper talk to an amazing guest and you're intrigued to everything they have to say. But now you have to check your bank account. Now you got to open an email. So you open that app. What happens on your iPhone? Closed, shut up. Android, picture in picture. I'm talking to you, iOS 14. Tim Apple, listen up. Give us picture in picture. Give us multitask. Boom. Like, so yeah, that's my thing. Uh, I'm a Samsung guy and a Pixel guy. I usually typically have the Pixel, the, the Note, and the iPhone, the top shelf of each. The 3XL I held on to. I bought the Pixel 4, super disappointed by the battery. Love the screen upgrade, but the battery was so bad. It was just, and again, I want to do Google stuff. So I don't want to piss off Google before they might send me something later, but the battery in the pixel four was horrible. And yeah. so I got, I just got rid of it and kept my pixel pixel three XL, but I sold both of those. I'm going to buy the fold two and it drops in August. So right now it's just the pro max. So you got the pro max, but you are going to get the fold two in August. Yeah. Yes. I yes. am definitely looking forward to the fold two. Especially since the rumor seems to indicate that that front display could be bigger than the mean four point six inches it was last year. So, yeah, I mean, it's funny. I have I've never owned a fold device, but everybody who's gotten their hands on it had nothing but good things to say about it. Like some of some of the top like top people that I respect on the in the uh, tech space have they've raved about. It. They can't shut up about the folds. I'm like, you know what? 
if I get a chance to try to fold too, I'm going to try to fold too. So we'll see how that go. But uh, we're not too far away because they're uh, supposed to be unveiling it in August here, which is a few weeks. August now. 5th. So, yeah. yeah. Max, Max Weinberg. I trust him. And Ice Universe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those dudes. Like I, like I said before, Max is definitely the world's most accurate Samsung insider. He knows his stuff, man. He knows his it, stuff. Since, since it's all going to be virtual this year, they should just have him do the keynote virtual. <laughs> <laughs> hey, send Max, send Max a couple of units. Max probably could do the keynote. He probably he literally could. The dude has memory like a he thought about Max, like 20? Like, like He's 18, I think. 18. Yeah. Dude, yeah. smarter than me at 40 at 20. Let him do it. Let him <laughs> yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah, the dude has a he has a mind like a steel trap. He's legit, man. He is legit. So Super. I'm gonna put you on the spot here. Uh oh. I'm curious. Uh who are some of your favorite creators on YouTube? Uh well, I have to say Viper. Don't say Viper. <laughs> <laughs> well, am I contractually obligated? No. Um <laughs> uh favorite YouTubers are John Rettinger, Irvine, California. Shout out Orange County, where I'm from originally. Uh I love what he's done since he left Techno Buffalo. The cinematics of what John's doing is awesome. Uh, I love Zach Talks Tech because he does it in a way. He's like like that neighborhood dude where he brings things in a nice way. I like Flossie because he's so raw, right? I'm looking at a I'm looking at a dude throw something on his deck, right? <laughs> he's like, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> Screw that. But you love Flossie because he keeps it a hundred. I like TK because he keeps it a hundred. Um, there's just a few guys, Jeff El Jefe reviews. If you need for the audio segment, he's the guy, stuff like that. Uh, I like Travis McPee. And here's the thing about Travis. So I met a ton of creators at CES. All of them were legit. Well, the ones that we all know that we all watch were legit. I met Travis McPee for five minutes. First of all, he's a big dude. And so anybody who's trolling Travis McPee, watch your mouth because he will probably hurt you. He's a big <laughs> dude. I'm a big dude. And Travis, I was like, all right, you're a big dude. But um, so here's the thing. I shook a lot of hands. I met Jason from Painfully Honest Tech and a few dudes. Travis, I'm like, I'm expecting to just shake his hand and say, hey, I'm a guy. You know, I'm just some dude. I shook his hand. Travis sat there and talked to me for 10 minutes. And he's like, oh, you want to do this? You should do this. Game ski, Keith, same thing. Both of those dudes, I thought, okay, I'll be cool to shake their hand and say, hey, I appreciate your work and walk away. Both of those dudes took like 10 minutes. Now, Zach, he tried to move in with me. But that's a whole nother, <laughs> that's a whole nother story. But but yeah, Jeff, Gamesky, Travis, they're like so solid, man. Because and it's different. I know ninety nine percent of their audience will never meet them or never know. And maybe I'll quit YouTube in a year and go back to just doing what I do. But if I can impress upon people that are watching in any way, every single person that I do business with, talk to, you see me exchange on Twitter, are real people. The legitimate. It's not a fake BS thing. And so I respect all those guys and I appreciate all their help. Yeah, man. Um, I met a few of the guys that when I went out to a event summit in 2018 and like I said, they are definitely legit people. They are good dudes. No doubt, man. No doubt. So what you got coming up on, on your YouTube channel in the next few weeks? What, what, what is Mike doing? What is Tech 702 doing? Uh, so I'm working on a clickbait video. <laughs> <laughs> clickbait video. That's what I call them. Anytime I do anything Apple, I call it clickbait because I... I'm late to the party. So I'm making, like I said, I made 50, I made a list back in January when I started, I've only been doing this since January. So I made a list of 50 things I wanted to do. So I'm at the point where I'm doing the Apple watch series five. So I'm trying to do, and let me be clear production 
we talked about how hard it is to make these videos and it's not hard to, to film yourself being an idiot or talking. What's hard is making it look good or doing it in a way that's watchable. So when you see B-roll, when people are showing panning of the product or zooms out or put up a graphic, that takes us hours to do that. Well, for me, at least for normal people, I'm sure the pros do it faster. So I'm doing an Apple Watch Series 5 and I'll probably title it something to get clicks of, you know, can the Apple Series 6 beat the Apple Series 5 the time it would WWDC because it's all about marketing. Um, but I got that. I just bought a Honda Accord, which is just a Honda. But some of the tech in that was cool enough. I think I can pull off a video from it. Uh-huh. And then I'm going to go down my list. I have about 20 more videos. Some of them are going to be really unique because we have bars here in Vegas. They're robots. It's fully AI robot bar. So when you go in the bar, you literally like push buttons and this robot arm pours your drink. So I want to do cool stuff like that too from Vegas since I'm here. Vegas has a lot of cool technology and I'm going to bring that. But the problem is you can't niche that, right? I can't brand that. That's just videos I wanted to make of who I am, where I'm from and my city to bring to the internet. So I'm going to get all those done and that'll probably last me in the next three to four months. And then when we get toward the end of the year, I'll, you'll probably see me going to January 2021 with the I'm a Google guy or I'm a safety guy. That's that's realistically what you're going to see. Nice, nice. Sounds like that'll be quality content for sure. So, Mike, you have been doing YouTube for five months now, but you already have your own uh, dope squad, as Peter McKinnon would call it. I know you do live streams with uh, Michael Pepper, TED Talk, and Battery Power. So how yep. did that whole, how did that group come to be? Because I'm, like I said, you, you've been doing video for like not that long of a period of time, but you already got your own little group. Uh, people like me. I don't know what this, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Actually, it's not like that at all. Um, so before at the beginning of the pandemic, it was basically you. And I'm not saying you're the only one, but you're like the guy I watch and everybody in my circle watches is it's like we go on Viper. We go, we watch you. We watch Jason. We watch Travis. Like we have our groups, right? Like our, our clicks that we like to support. But then I started realizing, man, they have so many people in their chat. They're not getting to everybody's questions or, you know, whatever. I'm like, what could I do that would be worth it? So I went out and I said, let me do my own live. So I, I was going to do a live. I announced I was going to do it. And I said, I can't do this by myself. I'm not smart enough to do a live by myself or entertaining. So I was like, I need to find people that are not like me to add to the angle. So Michael Pepper is like the most analytical, straight talking. He's like Bueller, Bueller. <laughs> like Michael Pepper. And if you watch our live streams, every time he talks, I'm like, okay, that's great, Mike. Thanks. Thanks. We'll take it from here. Like, like while he's talking, but I wanted a guy that knows his shit. And then also if you had battery powered on, you know, already Chris, he has like that radio golden voice. Right. And he's super like even keeled. So I'm like the class clown dude that just says all the wrong things. (laughs) I'm like, so I got a medium guy that can keep, if I go too far off reservation, he could pull us back. I got pepper when I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. And I'll just throw it. I'll just throw it to him. And so I hit them both up and they were both desperate enough to say yes. So it it worked out. And now we have the tech circus every Monday, every Monday, (laughs) because at the time no one was doing Mondays. Now you're on like five days a week. I don't almost kind of crazy. Yeah. Like you're losing money, but the hours you put 
<laughs> you put a lot of hours in, bro. But but yeah, that was it. That's all. It's all about making things that are different. If you're not doing something different and no one cares, it sucks. And I'm not I'm not blind to that. If we suck, I'll stop doing it or we'll change. That's that's my motto. So I'm here to have fun, enjoy the content I enjoy, talk about the things I enjoy, talk about it with the people I enjoy, like the audience that's watching us now. And I just love the entire feel of everything. Yeah, I think like I said, I think it's pretty cool that you are pretty much in everybody's uh, comment sessions or live chats. Like you're you're literally everywhere. You kind of remind me of myself because like I like to watch I like to watch a lot of different creators, and I see you in the chat and things like that. So it's pretty I'm cool not that a cloud chaser. Don't call me cloud chaser. I'm just kidding. <laughs> cloud chaser. No one using that term. I don't ask. I don't ask for anything from anybody. No, no, <laughs> neither do I. Except to come on and live, but that's about it. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just nice to like go around and watch all the different content when we can. Like, I'm making content regularly, so I don't have that time that I used to, but I still try to make time to watch everybody's content when I can. And I see you in a different live stream, so I see you make the rounds as well. I try, try to support because going back to what I said earlier, if you don't put in the work and you don't put in the support, you, you nobody owes you. Any, nobody owes us anything, anyways, right? Because you know, I bitch about I have 150 subs or so. And I'm like, I, I text my dudes from Tech Circus. I was like, man, you see this video? And that guy's got 10,000 subs. You start doing that, you'll fall apart. And and we all do it sometimes. But you just got to look at what am I doing? And I'd rather have 150 people that rock with me, that ride with me, that care what I'm saying, than 1,000 people and getting 50 views. Because 1,000 subs means nothing if I'm not providing something that anybody gives a crap about. Right? Boom. There you go. <laughs> I mean, honestly. Organic growth is the best way to be, man. No doubt. Mm -hmm. Tech 702, baby. Lovely chat, man. I appreciate the time. Anytime. Anytime and every time. No doubt, man. Before we got out of here, let the people know where they can find you. Hit me up Twitter, Tech702Mike. Instagram, Tech702Mike. And the channel is just Tech702. So holler at me. Also, I like comments. I don't mind telling me I'm wrong. I'm wrong. My wife likes to do it all day. So it's not a big deal. But at least you guys will be reasonable about reasonable about it when I fight back. <laughs> I'm gonna go out on a limb and say 702 is an area code in Vegas. That's correct. Yep. I thought so. All right. Yep. Yep. That's where that's that's where that's born from. Gotcha. Shout out to those y'all listening on audio only. Thank you for listening to another episode of Bike Drive with me and Tech 702. I appreciate you guys rocking out. If you want to follow Mike, aka Tech 702, all of his information will be in the show notes. So definitely go down there and check him out. He's legit. He's always live streaming with his boy. So definitely go give him a look. He's worth it. Um, also, if you happen to be listening to this podcast on Apple Podcast, please consider leaving a rating or review as it helps more people discover Vibe Drive. And that is what we want. We're trying to get this podcast back into the top 200 where it belongs. Hopefully one day the top 100. But that can't happen unless you guys go out there and leave a rating or review. But until the next time, people, this your boy Viper, the man about tech. You know where to find me, so come back for more.